Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface level conversation? Not us. I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian. Two friends having raw but truth-filled conversations about the messiness of life. So buckle up and don't be shy. Because, yep, we're We're going going there. And now, an inspirational reading from Christian and Samantha. We diminish our light because we are worried the glow will bother someone else. Never break a promise to yourself. Believe in your dang self. We're all doing our best, sis. And beating yourself up when you're trying so hard isn't going to help you do it better next time. Someone else's opinion of you is none of your business. I kind of like that. Oh, don't downplay what you've achieved because it makes others feel uncomfortable. Maybe that's enough. (laughs) 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 Okay. Did any of those like kind of sound good to you at first? Like we're obviously making a joke out of this, but I don't know. I could read those at first glance and like feel empowered maybe to be honest. Yeah. To be honest, like I would, I think it like past seasons, I would say like, yes, girl, believe that for yourself. I think that's kind of the terrifying thing, which is kind of scary. Today, we honestly kind of want to talk about these cliche mantras that at times I think we tend to actually believe that are probably in a really sick and terrifying way, twisting our mindset of who we are in Christ and how we should live while following Jesus. I think you can take the probably out of there and say they absolutely are. And those were quotes from Rachel Hollis, and we could have done some more from Glennon Doyle, just these people in our culture right now that... Some of my amazing Christian friends who are really trying to live a life that looks like Jesus are reading these things and just taking them to heart and believing them. And I'm actually seeing how it's impacting the way that they're viewing things. And it's really, really different from the way that God is telling us to live in the Bible. And it's not just these leaders we're kind of picking on those type of people, but it's also just in the way that we consume things on Instagram or social media, or even we were just literally had our Pinterest apps open Mm -hmm. and reading quotes. But it's funny because you just kind of start scrolling through these quotes and you're like, oh, that's actually empowering. Or, you know, maybe a fashion blogger gives you some like inspirational pep talk on her stories. And because she has a Bible verse in her bio, you could take that and run with it and just believe that is truth. And so it really comes down to what are we receiving right now in our culture? How are we internalizing that and letting it affect our lives when the Bible is actually our stable source of truth? And are we comparing these things to that? Are we just taking this in willy-nilly and letting it change us? Mm -hmm. That's what what you just said there. I kind of want to dig in a little bit more because I'm thinking about my own consumption of how often I see these mantras or I hear this in quote, encouragement from people, Mm -hmm. because I think it's actually really often like I'm literally thinking about the people I follow on social media or not necessarily probably my close circle of influence, but maybe some of my like acquaintance friends and things. Mm -hmm. You know, if I tell them I'm struggling through something like they are telling me like, yeah, girl, like you don't deserve that. You don't need that. You deserve better. Yes. And that's what I'm actually like hearing. And that's, you know, like we're here to have like real conversation about living a life that hopefully, you know, you're going towards Jesus and growing a relationship with him. But I think sometimes it's really easy to say and actually live out of this lie of these like mantras and things that we hear from other people that are so actually not biblical. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, maybe you're sitting there saying like, shoot, I say that or I've said that. So have I. Like you can really easily catch yourselves doing these things. And 
I think we could also say like, well, I don't think it's that bad. Like it's not that harming to tell someone that like, hey, you're the boss of your own life. Like if it's not serving you, let it go. It's like, could we pull some good, healthy things out of that? Absolutely. Is there boundaries you need to have in your life with a certain relationship or just a certain circumstance that's actually exhausting who you are? Yes, there are circumstances and times where that's healthy. But I think overall what it's doing to us is it's reframing the way that we view other people, the way that we view others in relationship to ourselves, maybe the way that we view life and how it should be lived. It's actually taking us like inch by inch really far away from the truth of what God and how God commands us to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about a few things that I've even said to people. And obviously, like, you know, we are using probably an extreme example of using these phrases and quotes in life. But I do think that's so true of like, it's not wrong to necessarily say, girl, you're the boss of your own life. Yeah, like, I don't think we're being like sinful in that way. But what am I telling myself in that? Well, I'm telling myself that I control all my circumstances, that I'm in charge of all my success, that I'm the one that fulfills me. I'm the one who brings myself all joy. And if I honestly believe that, that's a really depressing life because none of those things are going to happen. Like newsflash, like none of that is actually going to be like, I'm not going to be perfectly happy. I'm not going to be perfectly fulfilled. I'm not going to be in control of all my circumstances. And so if I actually believe if I'm the boss of my own life, Mm -hmm. that's a hard reality. And that's a sad reality that like greatly as Christians, we don't live in. But I think it's easy for us to fall into that trap. It sounds better, honestly. The life that we know we're called to live in a life with Jesus is that our life isn't about ourselves, Mm -hmm. that we're taking up our cross daily to follow him. It's like, yikes. Like, okay, I would rather be the boss of my own life and get what I want and get what makes me comfortable and what feels good and what doesn't push me to grow. But it's, I think what we would find if you actually live that out is that you're going to live a lot lonelier just unhappy life when you're looking inward and only doing what's best for yourself versus, you know, this life that God calls us to live where he does ask us to serve other people. You know, we talked about loving hard people in another podcast episode. It's like, yeah, we're actually commanded to do that. And I think if you kind of are falling into the way of living that the world is yelling at us right now, you might say like, that's absolutely unnecessary. If there's someone hard in your life, like they shouldn't be in your life. It's like, no, the, that's not actually going to make us happy. No, I think we can almost do like a compare and contrast, like literally think of like a Venn diagram. On one side, we have cut out hard people, cut out all the toxic people. Well, no, like actually God says, love hard people, engage with them, love them, bring them to your table, dine with them, spend time with them. Sacrifice for them. Yes. And then, you know, the world says, do like all you can to achieve all your goals and do all these things. God says, no, I, I have a plan for you and I have a life for you and it's filled of purpose and it's filled of joy, but it's going to take sacrifice and it's going to be hard. And maybe not look the way that you have it mm-hmm. like in your mind to look. Yeah. And then like Actually, the world never have yes. it look that way. Yeah. And then the world says, you know, do all for yourself, only care about yourself, only do things that move you forward. And then Jesus says, no, you're going to have to be open handed with your finances. You're going to have to serve me. You're going to have to be willing of your time. You're going to have to give up a lot of things to live a life that looks like how I did. Yeah. And so it's really honestly polar opposites when you actually like compare the two, which is crazy Mm -hmm. to think about. I think it's also kind of easy to look and say like, well, that would be really damaging to your own life. That's a kind of given as we're unpacking this. But Christian and I were thinking of more of a hypothetical, just like a warning. We haven't personally had this happen. But as you're taking those things in, I mean, when I read something that's like, 
get rid of toxic people in your life. At face value, I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, I need to. Like this person is really toxic for my well-being. They're not making me feel good inside. Like it's really, you know, okay. Say I'm scrolling through Instagram and I see that and that's kind of the thought I'm like throwing around in my mind. That you've positioned over your day. Yeah, that I positioned over my day. I'm going about my day. I'm at preschool, drop off. I'm just driving along. I decide to go meet a friend for coffee who's really struggling in her marriage. Again, this is a hypothetical. And I'm sitting there hearing her talk about some really, really, really hard things in her marriage. She's complaining about her husband. She is just like, I am so unhappy. This is a really toxic pattern that he's getting into. Okay, what is my heart going to be inclined to tell her? Well, it's probably going to be something like, yeah, that's really bad. Like, you need to be happy. Like, if this is damaging your mental health that much, like, I don't see how you can go on with this. Like, this is really concerning. Yeah, you do deserve better. There's got to be someone else out there for you that's not going to be making you feel Mm -hmm. this way. Well, like, maybe that is what the world would tell you, I should say. But as Christians, we believe different. Okay, maybe I should precursor and say like the toxic things of like actual abuse or harm in a marriage. That is not what I'm referring to. I'm talking about a friend who got ticked at her husband that morning because she doesn't feel like he's understanding her when really. Yeah. Or he's not helping her on the house as much as she would like. Or he's working too late and she's having to be home alone with the kids. Things like that. We are not talking about, obviously, again, talking in big extremes here. Yes. Totally understand that there are places that it could actually be toxic. And yes. Please hear us in that. Um, Absolutely. But I think the whole point in that is like as a Christian friend, I should be encouraging her to maybe stop and pray for her husband, to be praying for her marriage, to pray alongside her in her marriage, to help her see maybe where she's kind of struggling or not helping the situation or to remind her that, yeah, we are all sinful and like God views you and loves you even through your sinful things. So like, how can we show grace to your husband? Again, reminding you these are not like actual patterns that would be damaging Mm -hmm. to a friend. Mm -hmm. We're talking about these smaller examples. But it is interesting when you view it that way, it really can shape how you live. Well, and I love that example because I actually think that's so real and something we, I think all of us, I for sure can relate to, but I think all of us could because if you do start your day again, like going through that whole example, if you start your day with that mantra, believing that you've then engaged with this friend, you've encouraged her like, yes, you do deserve better because that's what you heard this morning. That's like the most pointed thing on your memory at that point. So that's how you're giving her advice. Then you come home, say Justin doesn't help around the Mm -hmm. house. Justin is working late. Justin's on his phone trying to work while you guys are having dinner. Then you're thinking, no, I deserve better. Mm -hmm. I do. Like I can find someone who cares for me. I can find someone who wants to engage with me. I can find someone who parents me. I mean, I think that's the reality though, that you take it in and instead of framing your day with actual truth from like the Bible and God's word and meditating on that and time with him, we're letting our lives get framed by the culture where the culture's not living for Jesus. Yeah. The culture's not pointed towards him. And that's like, again, total opposite of what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Because I think that's the scary part of it. Guys, if this is not scaring you, then I think it should be something where you kind of evaluate because it is very scary when we start pulling these things apart. And when I see really well-meaning friends who are posting things on their, reposting quotes on their story where I'm like, 
I really hope you don't actually believe that because if you did, I think this is what it would look like in your life. Yeah, I think that something that we need to start doing is looking at, am I spending more time consuming? Maybe that's podcasts, listening to some of these people, Mm -hmm. these voices in our world. Maybe that's reading books. Maybe that's just scrolling on Instagram. Am I spending more time consuming those things than I am God's word? And if that's the truth, then that's probably a red flag. And, you know, I think you could also do the same thing, take an inventory of what your responses are to some people. Have I been responding in a Christ-centered, a gospel-centered mind frame? Have I been praying for friends? Have I been spending time in the Word? I think those are things that you can say, like, how have I been responding? Because it's crazy. You know, I'm one. I sit here and I, even as we're thinking about, I'm like, gosh, what have I said recently? What have I maybe liked on social media? Like when I saw someone post something like this, you know, I'm a small business owner and I'm a female, obviously. (laughs) Female small business owners, you know, there's like a whole tribe Mm -hmm. of us, okay? Mm -hmm. The fact that you just said tribe is a trigger word for me. But really like, there, I think it's awesome that women own businesses. I love a boss babe. Like, I think that's cool. Hashtag. And I am so proud of women who own their own businesses. And I don't think it's wrong to necessarily say, girl, you're a boss or like mom boss. Or I don't, I don't think that's wrong. Yeah. But I do think that if you think you started up your business and are only able to do what you're doing because your own strength and your own financial situation and your own, you know, strategy and how you did everything, then that's what I think is toxic. And so I think if you're taking in a message of like, gosh, you're a girl boss or you go boss, babe, I think that's what that means. Like, I think it's not wrong of me to like that for a friend, but, and it's not wrong of me to necessarily say that, but I think it's really easy. And like, I'm saying this from my own experience. I think it's really easy for me to say, yeah, I did grow a really cool business. I am financially successful in that business. I do do all this. But no, it's only because God has made my mind one that works well in this way. He has given me those ideas. He's given me the passion. He's given me the time. He's given me the finances. Like, it all comes from him. So ultimately, like, I can celebrate that that's a good thing. But I can't hold on to that, that that's my identity because I did that all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that that is such I don't know. That was just really good to hear. And I think a lot of people (laughs) bam, like, yes. Boss babe. Mm. Just kidding. But it's interesting too, because going off of that, then what happens when you fail completely? Mm -hmm. Like you go from the highest of high to the lowest of lows. Like it is not all on you. Like I don't know. Maybe some people are going to be offended by that, but I'm sorry. Like, be proud of yourself. You should be proud. You've worked mm-hmm. really hard. You've sacrificed things. You've gone out of your way to make your business what it is. But yeah, like you said, every good thing comes from God. If we're Christians and if we're following Jesus and if we are putting it all on ourselves, we are taking God out of every part of our life. Mm-hmm. That is overflowing into every aspect of our life. Yeah. And I don't want anyone to listen to this podcast and think, oh gosh, like I can't read a Rachel Hollis book or no. I can't listen to that podcast or I can't follow that person on social media. No, no, no. Like we're not saying that, but I would challenge you of like, are you reading that for like personal fulfillment of wanting to get your cup filled for that day? I don't think that's probably good. I think you should probably fill your cup with Jesus's word. And I think you should spend time with him first and use that book for fun and use a discerning eye and ear when you are reading and when you are listening, because I think it's okay to consume that stuff in a way that some of those things could be 
encouraging or funny or entertaining for you, Mm -hmm. but those can't ultimately frame the picture you're living your life in. And I think that's a dangerous slope Mm -hmm. that we can get on that just goes downhill really quick. Yeah. I'm going to push even a little bit on that with some of those big name authors. Like I would actually almost challenge you to not even go there. And if you're unsure of something that you're taking in and you don't really know, like maybe, you know, they, they can really actually have a way of, wrapping their message in this like tidy little Christian Mm -hmm. friendly bow. And it can be confusing to discern like what is good to take in and what's okay. And again, like Christian was saying, I agree with the fact that it's not like sinful for you to read that, but I'm actually going to push back and just say like, try not to, because sometimes we don't have the strength to can like to control how our minds Mm -hmm. are taking things in. And I'll go back to like, if you're unsure, maybe just ask someone that you trust or look up to, or that could give some insight, like, Hey, I follow this girl on Instagram and she does say this, this and that, but she also said this. And that's kind of like, perking my ears up a little bit. It sounds a little off. Do you think that that's wrong or yeah, like can I, is that every once in a while and I can look past that because I really like her outfits or is that something that maybe is impacting the way that you think more than you know? I think that's another good reason we should be reading our Bible and really be growing closer to Jesus because that helps us see those red flags in things that we're consuming. If we're not using the Bible and what God's teaching us as kind of our ground zero, like yeah, level, like our compass or guiding compass map yeah. to compare to, then how do we know if something's okay to consume or not? Yeah. No, actually, I like love that you push back on that because I do, as I said, all of that, I don't necessarily disagree with myself, but I do think you need to read that stuff with a very discerning eye. And if you're not someone who can do that, maybe you're not mature enough in your faith or maybe like you don't have this, but I think that takes honestly a lot of energy <laughs> to like have to read yep. something and then go back and discern it and, you know, ask questions and kind of like dig into really what did that mean or what am I consuming from that? I think honestly, it's like reality that not a lot of people do that for like entertaining reading. So I would challenge you. And I think Samantha's right in that, that like you need to be really careful in that way. And so I would, I want to say that like on this podcast and our notes and stuff, we'll link up some resources of some good content. If you like reading good Christian authors in this way, we'll write some of their names and link some of our favorite books and resources, podcasts we listen to that really are truth filled in that way. That again can be a supplement to time getting encouraged and, you know, framing your life in the right way. But ultimately, again, these are just supplements to you spending time in the word and spending time with Jesus in prayer and time with him. So at the end of the day, I think a lot of our world is telling us that we need to grow to be better people, to become better versions of ourselves. And the way that they're telling us to do that is all on our own. You need to not stop until you get there. Keep trying like you can do it if you work hard enough. And I think I would say like that's what Jesus wants for us to us too. He wants us to grow and become the best versions of ourselves and more so the version of us that he intended for us to be. But the way that we get there in a life with Jesus looks so different than the way the world is telling us to go there. And it's actually a life that, yes, can seem harder because you are sacrificing and you are relying on Jesus, but it's a lot more fulfilling. And he's here to say, like, instead of putting all of that on yourself, let me do it with you. Like, I am here to walk this life alongside you in the good and the bad. And I'm here to offer a joy that goes beyond just feeling that accomplishment when your business succeeds and you're getting all the accolades and feeling like you've done it all on your own. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think I could really argue that 
the life doing it with Jesus, while it looks harder maybe at times, is a lot more satisfying than what our world is telling us to do. Yep. Yeah. Amen to that. I think that's so true. And I love that because it honestly reminds me of something I was talking to someone recently and she, in good spirit, I know, said something of like, yeah, well, God doesn't want us to have limits. He created us like limitless people. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. And when I heard it, I actually started nodding my head because I was like, yeah. But then I was like, no, actually, the exact thing God does is he puts limits on his people because he knows that if we if we did think we were limitless or if we actually were limitless, then like we wouldn't have a need for him. And the exact thing he calls us to is saying, I'm going to put these boundaries. I'm going to put these safeties around you because one, I love you as my children and I want to keep you safe and I want to keep you as mine. And also that this is best for you, that like you need limits so that you're not just totally thinking that you're there all there is and that ultimately you need me and you need what I offer you and so I actually think there's like tons of I mean I know there's freedom found in following him and being with him in relationship and so I think that's the interesting thing again exact example of like what is the culture preaching what is God saying and really like which one are we holding higher I hope and pray that all of us are holding God's word higher and that we can really take that to heart and be discerning of what we are bringing in and filtering that through our hearts and minds before we're really believing something in that way. Hey, thanks for going there with us. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to follow along with us at Going There, the podcast. And it also means so much to us if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.